Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, I welcome you to the first ever installment of Canterlot Radio. This is Wednesday, March 20th, 2013, and we welcome you to our first ever episode. It's me, it's me, it's the good old MC. You may know me as Dennis Daniel, you may know me as the Boogaloo Shrimp, but in the world of Equestria, I am known simply as DJ Mike Check. And this is the first installment of what I hope to be an incredible show on blogtalkradio.com, a program for the bronies, by the bronies. By the bronies. By the bronies. By the bronies. That was then, and this is now. Once again, coming at you are 5,000 watts of friendship and reaching all four corners of Equestria, touching everywhere from Sweet Apple Lakers to the Crystal Empire. You are tuned into Care to Lot Radio here on blogtalkradio.com. It's me, it's me, it's the good old MC Mike Check, and it's Wednesday, March 19, 2014. And guess what? It's our one-year anniversary spectacular. We have been on the air for officially one year, 365 days, and what a year it has been. But we're not stopping to celebrate because we've got all kinds of great stuff we're going to be doing while we're celebrating here on the show. We've got special guests, My Little Pony voice actor Peter New. In the Bernie Spotlight, we've got My Little Pony jewelry designer Silver Slinger. And not only do we have some tasty recipes from the Bernie Chef, but an in-studio performance by the Shakeups in Ponyville. So get ready for Carolot Radio's one-year anniversary spectacular here on blogtalkradio.com. Shouldn't be like that. 
could be 20% cooler. 10 seconds left. Why don't you mention Rainbow Dash and her acrobatic skill? How she will drop in anything just to get a little thrill. Why don't you mention Applejack? Talk about her other southern style power of will. See, you don't have to say that you hate my little pony. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout it out. I'm proud to be a pony, yeah. I'm proud to be a pony. My little pony. I'm gonna mention Rarity, she's also lady like, but even though she's prim and proper. Couldn't make it in a fight And I'm gonna mention Twilight She's kind of dirty But her power steps away But taking Ursa any day How about you? Would you do what I do? Or be phony? Masking you now You proud to be a brony you proud to be broken It was a dark day when I lost my faith It wasn't the pony I thought I'd be It seemed that no one could relate There was nothing left for me to see So I took a walk To the edge of the town The thought of leaving it all behind When I And then simply fly away 
Rain featuring Decibel with Great to Be Different and Black Griffin with Basic with Proud to Be a Brony. Once again, coming at you over 5,000 watts of friendship and reaching all four corners of Equestria, touching everywhere from Sweet Apple Acres to the Crystal Empire, you are tuned into Canterlot Radio here on blogtalkradio.com. It's me, it's me, it's the good old MC Mike Check, and it's Wednesday, March 19th, 2013. And I am so excited to be seeing. Each and every one of you here joining us for a very special occasion 
it is our one-year anniversary spectacular. That means we have been on the air officially. Well, tomorrow we'll make it officially officially. But we've been on the air for roughly a year now, and we are celebrating by bringing you some incredible music, incredible interviews, and just incredible incredibleness. I know that's not a real word, but eh, hey, it's kind of a kind of what we do here on the program. But of course, before we uh, kick off any of the traditional celebration that we do here on the program, we got to kick it over to our sponsors, for whom without the show would cease to exist. Uh, once again, as always, DerpyWhosNews.com, the latest My Little Pony news, media, and fan-created content on the interwebs. Of course, head over to DerpyWhosNews.com for more information. Producer of the finest My Little Pony jewelry in all of Equestria, Silver Slinger, who will also be the subject in this week's Bernie Spotlight. Etsy.com forward slash stores forward slash Silver Slingers Goods. Crystal Mountain Pony Con, June 6th through the 7th at the Radisson Hotel in Salt Lake City, Utah. Check out, that would be, of course, Crystal, C-R-Y-S-T-A-L, Mountain, with abbreviated M-T, PonyCon.com. So if you want to check that out, go over there and check it out as well. Again, I'll be the 6th through the 7th this June. Nito Frito Bandito. We've also got a new sponsor, the Grand Brony Gala, which is set to take place August 15th through the 17th at the Embassy Suites USF near Bush Gardens in Tampa, Florida. And they've got an incredible guest list so far, including Kathy Weslick, Michelle Krieber, Black Griffin, GM Barrow, and members of the My Little Investigations. Oh, and our good buddy Draw Ponies will be there. That's that's awesome. That's Oh, and this and this guy, he makes these um, no ordinary balloon man. He makes these awesome balloon figures, and they're just awesome. I I think they're awesome at least. That just might be me that. Well, anyway, if you are in the Tampa, Florida for August, be sure to check out the Grand Brony Gala. It's gonna be awesome. A little too excited for that one. Trotcon, June twentieth through twenty second at the Sheridan Plaza. No, oh, sorry, it's wrong. Got my um, real stick up there. At the Sheridan Columbus at Capitol Square, June 20th through 22nd in Columbus, Ohio. Of course, we're going to be guest starring at that one. That's going to be fun on the bun. And last but not least, Capturing My Soul, Custom Lockets and Necklaces. Etsy.com forward slash store, or forward slash shop, forward slash Captured My Soul. Jiminy Christmas, guys. One year has come, and one year has gone by. And I got to say, I, I have no idea how to sum all these feels up. It just, we, you know, it's a true story. We actually started doing the show as an experiment. We never thought it would get the outpouring that it's gotten. Nearly 1,300 followers on Twitter, half a thousand likes on Facebook. Uh, we're slowly getting back on YouTubes, but we got to battle those cats with cheeseburgers. Kind of make it tough to get listeners when you have to compete with the cats with the cheeseburgers. But I'll tell you what, you know, all this is just mind-blowingly amazing. And again, you guys are the reasons we do this show. Now, I could say, hey, you know, I do this because I want to hear myself talk, and that's not the case. Even though I do feel like that sometimes, like I'm just talking to myself. But you guys have continued to support the show through the year, and I can't So many people, and they've had so many different stories to tell me, and each one is just better 
and better and better. And it's, it's again, truly humbling that we're still doing the show because honestly there's something about us that, you, that these guys like. I don't know if, if it's because we hold you against our will. It was because we post sad photos of the, of the ponies that don't get to listen to us. Uh, whatever it is, you guys like us. And we love you guys for doing that. But, um, again, I, I promise you in the next year to come, we're going to push the envelope even further than it's been pushed. And I don't know how we're going to do that, but I'll think of something. I might check. Gosh darn it. Something's got to happen to align these stars and, and, and do all this stuff. But anyway, that's why we're doing the one-year anniversary spectacular because we've got so much cool stuff on the program today. We have got an unprecedented, not one, not two, not three, well, three, three interviews. I know, I know what you're thinking. Well, we did that with every Northwest extravaganza, but, but these are good interviews. We've got not only – I'm going to run down the card for you guys. After our uh, next little piece of music, we're going to be talking with the Brony Chef, who has made a special Carolot Radio dessert that you can make at home. How great is that? He's going to share the recipe with us. Then after that, we're going to be talking with none other than voice actor Peter New, Big Macintosh. Uh, oh, oh, that's going to be fun. Then we're going to have a Brony Spotlight with Silver Slinger, the talented My Little Pony jewelry designer. And then last but not least, we're going to have an in-studio performance by the Shakeups in Ponyville. How, how great is that? I think that's awesome. It's going to be a great show today. But anyway, last week's Pony Poll, and we asked you guys this. What has been the best show so far? Or not the best show. What has been the best song of season four so far? And you guys are, you guys have just, you know, you guys took to this poll and you guys voted your hearts out. However, with 16% of the votes, this is how close it came. Hearts as Strong as Horses is the most popular song of season four. With Find the Music in You, Bats tying for second place, and a three-way tie for third with Glass of Water, The Goof Off, and apples to the core. And I want to remind you guys, this is, just, this is some advice. If you feel your heart is as strong as horses, you may want to go get that looked at because that might be uh, some signs of a cardio, cardiorhythmic arrest there. So, so I'm just saying, if you do have a heart as strong as horses, keep an eye on it. Keep an eye on it, please. I don't need any of you guys you know, peeling over on me during the show. So once again, I'll stop right. I'm going to stop with that joke. Anyway, this week's pony poll, and because now there is not only one but two incredible rock creatures in the world of My Little Pony. Well, not creatures, but I guess you know rock people. They're not even rock people. They're more like you know obscure references that people love to make on the internets. So we're going to make one right now. Who would be the better pet rock? Tom or Boulder? For those who don't know, Tom is the, uh, the quote-unquote diamond that Rarity named the giant Boulder when uh, Discord tricked her in the Season 2 opening. And Boulder 
is the name of Mod Pie's pet that we learned about this past week on the episode Mod Pie. So who would be the better pet rock, Tom or Boulder? Head over to carolotradio.com during the next block of music here on Carolot Radio and make your voice heard. Plus, you can vote on Twitter at Carolot Radio on Twitter. And if we hit 1,300 followers during today's program, that's only five away, we will give away an awesome Rainbow Dash. Be awesome. Well, anyway, let's, uh, before we get into our first segment of awesomeness here on Canterlot Radio, let's rock the beats, because we got to rock them beats, because that's what we do best, rock the beats, with the Pony Rock Anthem by Shady Box, featuring no whacking and brief faith. You are listening to Canterlot Radio's one-year anniversary spectacular here on Canterlot Radio. And now, it is time to rock... But it's not that song. I pressed the wrong button. Let's try one more time. It is now time to rock. Now that's the promise. We're gonna commit a final scratch. Spin that. Yo, what's up? Uh- 
welcome back to Camelot Radio's one-year anniversary spectacular, where we're celebrating one year of excellent on-the-air awesomeness that is Camelot Radio here on blogtalkradio.com. Now, of course, one year we're looking back at everything that made Camelot Radio great in the past, but also we're going to focus on the future and what we can do to make your experience in the Brony fandom a little bit more awesome. And I figured, hey, you know, we got a one-year anniversary special we're doing. Why not push the envelope? It's what we do best. So joining us for a brand new segment that I like to call My Little Kitchen is a very talented chef who is also a brony. And that's probably why he's called the Brony Chef. Brony Chef, how are you doing today? I'm doing peachy. Thank you very much. And you? I'm doing fantastic. It's our one-year anniversary spectacular. How could I not oh. be peachy? Oh, well, so I have, I shall sing you the song of my people, which is, this is you sing in telegram, I hope you find you loud. You invite it to our party, cause we sing you really loud. Canterlot Radio is... Oh, Canterlot Radio is going to be one, dear. The cake will be delicious, the festivities is great. Congratulations, Canterlot Radio, for your first anniversary. <laughs> Sorry, I, I had a kazoo leg around. I've been trying to, wanting to use this for the entire show, and I guess this would be the best part to use a kazoo. Oh, okay. Sorry, sorry. Okay, enough of the kazoo. Well, anyway, not only are you an awesome brony, you are also an awesome chef, and you have a new cookbook coming out for bronies. So, of course, before you get into the recipes that you have made for us today, tell us a little bit about your new cookbook. Well, you know, the cookbook was something I always wanted to do. But I really haven't had the chance. So once I was watching the episode of Mystery in Madness Friendship Express, so after watching the Meringue Mascarpone Mascarpone Meringue Brain Madness, if I said it correctly, I said, wait, let's put this on paper. So well, I started to write it, and actually was about the second video block I created. I know you asked me for the cookbook, but it's like a continuing story. So, uh, after making video blogs, I ran them to it and said, hey, you should make a cookbook. And I said, well, why not? Sure, let's make an incredible and unique cookbook. So, I started to look about 10 times each season. Each season, oh my God, I almost know every dialogue of every pony. But not that. I start analyzing each pony psychology deep through so I can pair it with some ingredients you can find in your home. So then I created the pony part. After that, well, it was good. It was unique. It was perfect. But I really wanted to be it more unique. So I asked some voice actors. So we have a little... Little recipes of our dear Michelle Quiver about one recipe, which is lovely. Also, we have uh, Peter New's recipe. He gave us three, one of her mom's, uh, grandmom, which is, oh my God, drilling. And also, we have Andrew Lipman, who gave us one kindly recipe. Okay, so for Andrea Lipman, just because i got to ask, this, this recipe does not include... Eye of a newt and cinnamon, it does not require us to watch as the matter turns to batter or opening any portals and jumping in, right? 
No, actually, it's more a Fluttershy recipe. Yay. It's kind. Exactly. Yay, you rock. <laughs> exactly. It's kind. It's beautiful. Gorgeous. So I like the way she put it. So I pair it with Fluttershy. After having the voice actors part, I said, I've almost decided to publish it, but it needed something else. So I asked some brownies. You probably know Black Griffin, Mando Pony, Dusty Cat, Screwball, Sergeant Brownie, and tons of brownies more. She carries fever, for example. Great friend of mine, Cardiff. So they send us a ton of recipes. Obviously, I need to try them all, mix from few arrangements, and there they are. Kind of but, you didn't ask us for a recipe. We have plenty of recipes that we could have done. You know, our deadline is 29, so you're more than on time. You're well, well, always... well, I gotta, well, see, I, I got a recipe I can tell you right now. Okay, see? let me get my paper and pen so I can write it and put it down in the cookbook immediately. Okay, pen here. Pen, and where's my paper? Oh, here it is. Okay, give it. Here are the instructions for it. All okay, you gotta do is okay, okay, are you ready? Yes. Okay, all you gotta do is take a cup of flour and add it to the mix. Now just take a, something sweet, not sour, just a bit of salt, a pinch. Baking these treats will be at quite a cinch, and then you add a teaspoon of vanilla. So you add a little bit more, and then you count to four. And then you will never get your fill of cupcakes. So sweet and tasty. Cupcakes. Cupcakes. Don't be too hasty. Cupcakes. 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 And I must say, that recipe that Pinky Pie gave makes a delightful vanilla scent cupcakes. Just a little bit adding a little more of baking soda. I was actually just making a a small joke there for the... the No, it's okay. But really, that is a good recipe. Add two eggs to the mix. A cup of flour, butter, a little bit of oil, vanilla scent, your baking powder, and a little bit of baking soda. Baking, bake it for about 15 minutes at 200 Celsius, and you have some delightful, <laughs> lovely cupcakes. So Pinkie Pie wasn't wrong. Gee, son of a gun. Oh, man. She broke the fourth that wall. That Shannon Chan Kent might be onto something. Oh. Mm. Megan McCarthy, you are a crafty cooking genius. Okay. Yes, well, anyway, 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 enough of enough of cupcake goofing around here. So, Brony Chef, you actually have a recipe that ties into our one-year anniversary spectacular. So, could you tell us a little bit about it? Oh yes. Well, after um, founding and tweet, and you asked me to create a 15-second video, which I already uploaded. I haven't sent you the link yet. Uh, I created a recipe, which is a gingerbread, uh, what is it, gingerbread cake with a meringue in the middle, and it's covered in Greek yogurt. Ooh, and uh, does, this, does this yummy treat have a name? Yes, it's called the ginger, ginger cake, no, it's not, I know, it's your recipe, your you can name well, it a Jewish. Oh boy, I gotta come up with a name now. Um, yeah, sure. Oh boy. Okay. Okay. Well, we'll come back to a name a little bit later on. Later. Later on in this segment. So anyway, uh, why don't you tell us how to make this awesome treat? 
Okay, first of all, you are going to need a pen and a paper for, to write down the ingredients, which are quite very simple. Well, actually, in, in case you guys don't have a pen and paper on hand, we will post the recipe on our show notes for this episode, and you can also find them on our website at cantalotradio.com following the broadcast. So don't be afraid if you miss something, because you're always going to be able to find it on cantalotradio.com. So, Bernie Chef, what goes into making this gingerbread spectacular? Okay, first of all, you're going to need three eggs, three large eggs. You're going to need two cups of flour. You're going to need three quarts of uh, what it was? Oh, yes, it was uh, veggie oil, a teaspoon of vanilla, a teaspoon of baking soda, two teaspoons of baking powder, and two teaspoons of Dundee. Yeah, that's the um, French, um, the brand name. Dundee ginger jelly, or jam. Jam, more precisely. So... Once you gather all your ingredients, you're going to put it all together and mix it. So you have an homogene uh, dough, and you're going to bake it to 300 Celsius for about 3 to 15 minutes, depends on your oven. For example, my oven cook it in 3 minutes, but then I do it again, so and it kind of dubbed and delayed to 15 minutes. So I can recommend you to be very sure that your oven is okay. All right. So that's the recipe for Cantalot's anniversary. Oh, Cantalot's, yes, anniversary, first anniversary, yes. Well, how about we call it Mike Check's Sweet Treat? Mike? Mmm, nice. So, so uh, of course, okay, so th- this anyone can make this, right? Anyone. You don't have to be some kind of, you know, brain surgeon chef to, to whip up this nice little treat that's oh so sweet to eat. No, and that's just the cake. For example, for the middle, we're going to have a, uh, an inside of a meringue that will give you different textures. So your cake is going to be like high humidity, and the meringue is going to be crunchy, going to give you that punch you are looking on a cake that you normally don't find. So the only thing you need for creating the meringue is three egg, egg whites and two teaspoons of, of sugar, and you whip it up till you have it a meringue, and you bake it. And voila, you have it. Mm. So after that, you cut, put it in the center, and with some Greek natural yogurt, you just cover it. And you have your own. <sighs> Sounds fantastic, Pony Shift. I'm sure that many of our fans will have to try it out for themselves and, heck, even send us some photos on Twitter at Canterlot Radio of them trying this awesome confectionery sweet. I can't, I can't wait to try it out myself. Now, uh, I believe you also have one other recipe made from your awesome cookbook that maybe you can share with the audience? Of course. Actually, because it's your anniversary, I would normally give two recipes. But because this is a very important issue... I'm going to be three lovely recipes whoa, whoa, for whoa, whoa, you. Wait, wait a minute, bro, chef. <coughs> three? Yes, oh. you have it. Okay, oh, three man. lovely recipes, and one is my me, mummy, fish and chips recipe. It has almost a, it has almost two hundred years that recipe. 
So you better get well that those ingredients. Understood. Yeah, so, so tell us what goes into the Brony Chef's Mummy's Fish and Chips. Well, for the fish, you're going to need a six-ounce thick cod fillet taken from the head rather than from the tail of the fish. You're going to need eight ounces of self-raising flour plus extra for dusting. Salt and freshly ground pepper, one teaspoon of Dijon mustard, and I strongly recommend use Guinness beer or any other drought beer. Black beers are very important in this recipe. But well, me mommy used to use a lager, so it's a good one, but I recommend you, if you want to, the Guinness uh, beer. And for the chips, what? Well, before, um, before you continue on, I just want to say, uh, if we have anyone who may be a little young listening to the program, not, not saying that we do, just, just as, a, as, a, as a precaution, Get your parents to help you before you tackle any of these recipes. You know, you don't want oh, to burn cool. the house down trying to make the Mike Check Sweet Treat or the Bernie Chef's Mummy's Fish and Chips. So if oh. you do need some assistance, please get parental supervision or get someone who may know how to use an oven a little bit better than you do because you don't want to, again, don't want to burn the house down trying to make this stuff. Or bond yourself because, for example, the uh, fish and chips you're going to try, you're going to work with a deep fryer, which means Tons and tons of veggie oil. So if you're burned with veggie oil, God, it's horrible. I already burned myself and God, I almost cry. So please get some parental supervision. It's very important. And also, because you're going to be using a knife. But be careful. And we also want to encourage that underage drinking is, is, is not cool, guys. I mean, if you burn your house down, you, you might need it to, you know, drink, drink your sorrows away. But if you're under 21, please do not do this. This, this beer is just used for cooking purposes only. It's not used for chugging. Exactly. Just for cooking purposes. If you're more than 21, well, you're more than invited. Less than 21, I'm terribly sorry, just for cooking. Okay, so give it- I'm sorry, Brian Chef, so why don't you continue on with the recipe? Okay, and now for the ships, we're going to use six to eight flowery potatoes. We have some different kind of potatoes in kitchen, but for example, you can find such as Mary's Piper, I don't know, uh, King Edward's uh, potato, or this three, for example. You can use um, the white potato, for example, because sometimes you uh, cut a potato and it's uh, yellow, it's white, or in the middle. You can use the white one. It's a flowery potato. So, well, preheat your deep fry to 250 degrees, and you're going to fry your potatoes till they get crisp. And, for example, for the uh, fish, you're going to mix the raisin flour, the brown pepper and the salt, the teaspoon of Dijon mustard, and the beer, all you're going to make a special and very thick dough. And that, you're going to put your fillets, and you're going to deep fry them. Be very careful. Fish is way too delicate. I know that some people love to eat sushi, but it's a very special kind of fish that is acceptable, and it has normal, normal hygiene regulations that has been approved to you to eat it. Uh, raw. So in this case, you need to cook it very, very well. So please try to cook it as well as possible. I would really hate 
if somebody gets a tummy ache. After that, um, after deep frying your fish and your chips, in England, we normally um, have a little newspaper. So we put all of our fish and chips and go eating it uh, on the road, whatever thing you are going on the bus, whatever. And you can add some, a little bit of vinegar and lemon drops. And that is this. Oh, fish and chips. That's very good. And if you, uh, if you need a, a newspaper here in the Americas, uh, unfortunately, the full free press is not a real existent newspaper. But uh, you can use a newspaper like the Washington Post, uh, the USA Today, or if you're here in Cincinnati, the Cincinnati Inquirer. Let's face it, newspapers are dying. So this is a great alternative and gives the paper some use now. Am I right or am I right? <laughs> okay, so, that's, so so far we've had not only you know an incredible main entree, we've had a delicious dessert. Now, Bernard Chef, how are we going to wrap up this segment of My Little Kitchen? Well... First of all, I really would love to give Pinkie Pie's cotton candy ice cream. But you have to read it on the cookbook. And where can we find this cookbook? Well, it's going to be available on Etsy the 29th of this month. It's going to have a little cost of $45, which I'm just going to keep $15 because that's the only thing I uh, have to go and pay for the printing. The rest of the money is going to charity, completely to charity. So I'm talking with Andrew Libman, so we can raise the Bernie Chef uh, charity auction. Well, how do you like that? This guy not only is giving you an incredible book of tantalizing and mouth-watering recipes and concoctions, but he's going to donate most of the proceeds from his book to charity. And that, that again, is going to be something truly awesome. And uh, Bernie Chef, you know, this was so much fun, and, and I think that my audience would just love to hear, hear you, you know, share some more of your awesome recipes. Maybe not the ones from the book, but maybe some, some new ones that you can concoct with the uh, new episodes of Season 4. And maybe we can have you on once a month to share a recipe with us and our audience. Because I'm sure that they can't wait to try their hands at not only the Bernie Chef's Mummy's Fish and Chips, but the Mike Check Sweet Treat. Oh, yes, totally. For example, for full season, I was making some Cutie Mark Crusaders recipe. But it's still in construction. I really need to do a few more arrangements. But I'm going, I'm also making uh, the, uh, from today's episode, oh dear, I almost fall, uh, the Candy Rock recipe mm, from so. Mouth Pie and Pinkie Pie. So I'm really working on those recipes. Stay tuned for more. Probably next month I will have, uh, well, no. Probably no. I pinky promise, cross my heart, hope to play a sleeper cupcake in my eye. Okay, cool. Next month, pinky, pi, pinky pie and mouth pie rock candy recipe. Well, I, Bernie Chef, I can't wait. I can't wait. I don't think I can wait right now. But I guess I'm going to have to wait. Guys, be sure to give the Brony Chef a follow on Twitter, at the Brony Chef. He's definitely worth the follow, and he's getting ready. And I guess it's the only place you're going to find out when this awesome new cookbook is going to come out, because I don't know a man, woman, or child, or filly, or colt, or stallion, or pegasi, or unicorn, or alicorn. Alicorn! 
yes, Alicorn, or whatever the heck Discord is, who would not like the awesome recipes in the Brony Chef cookbook. And who knows, maybe we can even give away a copy of one to one of our lucky listeners. Totally. Of course, just let me get the first print, and I will totally make a special edition for Cantaloupe Radio. Oh, well, Bernie Chef, again, thank you so much for doing this, and I cannot wait until next month and next month's all-new concoction that you are going to be able to feature here in my little kitchen. Anytime. Well, when we come back from our next block of music here on Cantaloupe Radio, we're going to be talking with none other than Big Macintosh himself, Peter New. You are listening to Cantalot Radio's one-year anniversary spectacular here on blogtalkradio.com. And welcome back to Canterlot Radio's one-year anniversary spectacular. And we have been having a great time here. And what kind of special would be complete without a guest? Because, let's face it, you know, Johnny Carson, he had like a, a bunch of people on his last show. So why can't we do it for our first show? Not implying this will be the last show, but it'll be the first time we ever do a first show. So it'll be the last time we get a chance to do a first-year show. It, 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 uh, brain fart. Well, anyway... Of course, one of my all-time favorite guests. If you got a chance to listen to our Everfree Northwest extravaganza, he was our very first guest, and, you know, we had so much fun. Why not bring him back for our, our one-year extravaganza? He is the voice of Big Macintosh and My Little Pony, the one, the only, the incomprehensible Peter New. Peter, how are you doing, man? Flarkin' fat as nerve. Well, hey, hang on. I, I, hang on. I, where did I put my brony to Peter New dictionary? Hang on. Did, do I, did I have on my Kindle? No, I don't. Oh, crap. Well, anyway... Well, it's just that you called me incomprehensible, so I thought I'd better not be comprehensible. Well, incomprehensible, that means, that means you are so awesome that there are no, no that, words that, that can... That you can't understand me. Oh, well... <laughs> this, this, again, this show isn't about, you know, dictionary definitions. This All show right. is about bronies. And, of course, you know, you're one of my all-time favorite guests because, you know... <sighs> How many times did did we say yup on on the show? What, what thirty? Uh, frankly, 40? I lost count. Yeah, quite yeah. a lot. But quite a lot. again, I can't thank you enough for you know taking the time to do this with me. It's it, it's again a huge honor, and I'm so happy you could join us for our first year anniversary. Well, it's a real pleasure, and happy first year anniversary birthday show. Yeah, I, I guess with guests. Oh, thank you. I, I guess uh, I guess I got to pay that guy that fifty bucks. You said we never make it to one year. Wasn't that me? No. Oh, yeah. Darn it. Gosh darn it. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. How do I how do I translate fifty bucks to uh to bits? I don't know. You know I think you know, it's we, a, we were talking with Leakfish last week about uh, getting a derby stamp made, and we did, we talked about the the equation to convert dollars to bits, and we're still trying to figure that out. I, I've heard that there is an actual equation out there, though. Is that not true? Uh, I don't know. We'll have, to, we'll have to Google that. We'll have to get back to it. But anyway, let, let's talk about you, because, you know, that's what we talk about. We talk about guests, and that's you. And that's me. i got to say, you know, you've had a pretty good uh, season four. You know, maybe not a lot of uh, speaking parts, but certainly Big Macintosh has had his significant roles in this season. So I, I guess the first one we got to talk about, and I actually want to file a complaint. It was, um, it was during the episode where uh, Pinkie Pie is trying to find out if she's related to the apples, and you're getting ready to say this big philosophical sentence, and Granny Smith cuts you off in mid-sentence. What the buck? 
well, that was the fun times as far as I was concerned. I think, uh, you know, I think it is such a great joke to have him not uh, not speak a whole lot that the, you know, finding new and inventive ways to have him be not able to speak rather than just, you know, having making a making a judgment on the scene. I, I, I like the. <laughs> I like the uh, the allusion to the rich inner life that he must lead. I thought that was very funny. You know, I've said it before, Peter, and I'll say it again. Big Macintosh, you know, he, he's got to be the most philosophical pony in Equestria just because he doesn't talk too much. And I, I know he's got some kind of deep, profound, Confucius wisdom that he, he wants to share with the Brony fandom, but he never gets a chance to because someone at Hasbro thinks, hey, that Big Macintosh, nope, nope, give him only a few words an episode. He'll be happy. Well, his original name was Big uh, Mucius, but they thought it sounded too much like mucus. <laughs> so um, we, had, we ended up with an apple thing. That's great. See, that's that's, that's, why, <laughs> that's not true. That, that, that's great, though. See, that's why you're that's why you're doing the theaters. <laughs> <laughs> the theaters, yes. So yeah. anyway, another another character in the Pinky Apple Pie that you know everyone's going, oh my gosh, it's it's he was in it. You were um you were Goldie Delicious, the AKA the Crazy Cat Pony. It's true. I got to be the Crazy Cat Pony. Oh gosh, you know, it, which is really a dream come true. I you know ever since I was a child, I wanted to be a Crazy Cat Pony. It's just that's so weird. You just I I would have never expected, and I I've heard it a thousand times. I still can't believe that's you. Really? Yes. Well, you know, if this is a question of putting your voice back in there and that part of your mouth and trying to sound a bit like Granny Smith. Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh. Did you put a little sling blade on the end of it there, and then... Well, actually, you kind of sound like Granny from the Beverly Hillbillies. Oh, well, did it? Yeah. Well, maybe that's what I was channeling. Well, Granny used to see all of them giant jackrabbits. Mm-hmm. Kind of a... That's kind of obscure reference. My audience will have no idea what on earth I'm talking about. But, but I know what you're talking about, so you, that's fine. Yes, um, I, I can't. I can't believe that. I still can't believe it was you. And you just did it, and I still can't believe it. I must be, you know, I'm just in denial. And then I, I, I gotta say, another cool, um, another cool episode that uh, Big Mac was in was uh, Philly Vanilli. Yeah. Now, now, were you the one doing the bum 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 ba dum bum 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 ba da bum? Yep. <laughs> no way. Yep. There we go. Oh, uh, hang yeah. on, I, hang uh, on. <laughs> 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 oh, gosh. Uh, call back to uh, yeah. old habits ago. die hard. Um, the uh, I I mean, whenever it's actually Big Mac singing, it's actually me singing, and then of course, whenever it's Flutter Guy singing, it's not me singing. So uh, I think he sings that particular phrase a couple of times, and once it's me and once it isn't. So could you do the could you do the bum 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 ba dum bum 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 ba dum bum 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 ba da I love I love that. That is so cool. Thank you. You know, I hope I did it right. No, you did it perfect. You did it perfect. It's just so cool that you actually get to sing in an episode, and it's not you know. Yep. Oh, hang on. Oh, that's going to kill me. <laughs> I have no idea what I'm putting in my body. You're committed to that. Yeah. yeah but uh, uh, I'm finding more than the music in me. <laughs> uh, that's, again, that's so cool that, you know, you're, you're finally getting more than just a few words an episode. You're getting to sing now. You're getting, you're getting new characters. 
it's so cool that, that you're you're getting to do all this stuff, and I I couldn't be happier for you, man. Because again, you are one of those talents that just has to be featured in the show that I don't think gets enough credit. Well, thank you. That's very kind of you to say. Well, well, I mean, of course, in the My Little Pony world, you may not get as much recognition, but let's switch over to another show that has just been, again, taken off like a rocket, The Littlest Pet Shop. The, uh, yeah. Of course, of course, you play the uh, the uh, the most cowardly slash courageous mongoose that I've ever met. I have, I have not met many mongooses in my life, but he's the he's the one mongoose that I think I, we would have a beer together or whatever <laughs> mongooses drink, and that would be a senile. And uh, that season two has been going very good. Tell us, uh, so uh, what do you think the best part of season two for Sunil has been? Uh, oh, gee. You know, the thing is, we recorded season two so long ago now. Uh, I don't really, I, it's sort of, it's a bit of a blur what was season two and what was what came after. So um, I can't really talk about it, I'm afraid. Because oh. there's a couple of things that sort of jump out as... Um, you know, I think Super Sunil, that was this season, right? Uh, let me let me just do a quick... Uh, Super Sunil, he was the... He, yeah, he, it was. I'm pretty confident that Super Sunil was this season. Well, that was a really fun episode where I got to yep, think that I... Yeah, season two, episode 15. Hero. There you go. Yeah. And that was... That's played already. So, um, that was a really good uh, a good time because, you know, you, you get to... It's fun to play this cowardly character and then to give him this sort of false sense of, of bravado and, and, and bravery is really entertaining to play. So that was a good time. Uh, and you got a little, little super senile outfit, his little red, his little red mask, and his a uh, little. <laughs> and the irony in this is he has a cobra as an emblem on his on his outfit. It, that, that, well, that's the only thing that makes him feel brave, right? Is fighting cobras. Well, I, I thought he just would just use those telekinetic magical powers to to fight the to fight the cobras. No, he uses his genuine mongoose skill. What 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 does a mongoose do to fight a snake? I I've, I've always been curious. That's what a mongoose does. Fights a snake. No, no, but but how does he does he use his claws? Quick. Does he kick it? Does he take it's a steel chair wit. and hit it? I'm pretty sure it's quick wits. Yes. He uses his sense of humor. Yes. As the Hub Network says, Super Sunil, you have to believe a mongoose can fly. Yeah, you do. Cuz mongooses can fly. It's been, it's, of science, they can. it's scientifically That's... proven. And, and and whenever you have Sunil as a as a super Sunil, it's a guarantee nine out of ten results will be mongooses can fly. So, so Do- nine out of ten doctors agree mongooses can fly. Well, only mongooses where we found are, these nine out of ten doctors. Well, only mongooses that are blue and their name starts with an S and ends with an L. In the middle is a N. Yeah. Uni. So they, so there there so um. Just saying that. So you're already done with season two, man. So could there be a? Could you neither confirm nor deny there could be a season trace? Uh, I had sort of thought that um, there was already information out there regarding that. Well, why don't we? Uh, why don't we just check it you have, out? Have yourself a little uh, Google and see what you can see, and Let's I will. See. I will neither confirm nor deny anything until I uh, until I know what the internet has to say. Uh, let's see. Writer Roger Estbacher announces that a third season consisting of 26 episodes is in production, to which he wrote the fourth. To which he wrote the fourth episode in production order. So season three. Yay! <laughs> so I guess I can confirm that there are at least four more episodes after season two. Four more episodes. <laughs> there's th- 
26. Now, i got to tell you, you know, Hasbro is on a roll. I mean, you're go- we're getting into the fifth season of My Little Pony, the third season of Lilith's Pet Shop. You know, maybe, maybe, maybe it's... Th- okay, maybe. Yeah, we're, still, we're still on the fence about that. I don't know. I, we're, still, yeah, we're still looking at these, uh, at these ratings here. I don't know if it's... If My Little Pony's in the number one spot on the Hub's uh, top watch programs and Lilith's Pet Shop might is a number two, yeah, you never know. You know, maybe it's time for a My Little Pony Lilith's Pet Shop crossover, like like that show you you proposed, the the Big Macintosh and Sunil Nevla show. That's right. Which we made that awesome cover for. Yeah. And it, it, it could be like one of those. Uh, it could be like the um, like the Odd Couple or um, or the Bob Newhart show. Just instead, you have instead of having a a guy who's you know kind of uh, falling over himself all the time, you have a mongoose that's superly cowardly, and a guy just says, "Yup." Hang on. I think basically all of the characters in in that show ought to be uh, characters that I have played oh. on either of these shows. Yeah, I, uh, and and no other characters should appear on the show. It should just be me all day long in the studio by myself. Well, Peter, here's the problem with that. Now, I got <laughs> no problem with Sunil and Big Mac, but you got Sunil, Big Mac, and that Butler. Even though he can twerk it in a good way, no, not no Miley Cyrus yeah. stuff. He's good at twerking. I don't know if he rises to the uh, to the abilities of being part of the. Big Macintosh and Sunil and Levla show. Well, I don't know. He's useful. He's useful. But what about Monban the security robot? Oh, the robot too? Uh, yeah. I could see him as the crazy upstores neighbor that always comes in when Sunil and uh, Big Mac are in a crazy sure. things and goes, awkward. What about Christopher Lidecker, the judge from uh, the uh, Toddlers and Tiaras parody? Oh, oh, no. Well, that could be in a well. Sunil and Big Mac could uh, find themselves in some legal trouble over uh, over something that happened with the robot that the robot is dodging, and they could uh, find themselves, you know, trying to, you know, Sunil could be trying to defend themselves in court, and um, and uh, when Peter or when uh, Big Macintosh tries to, uh, you know, defend himself, only thing he can say is, "Yup." And then Goldie Delicious has to translate. I mean, Goldie Delicious. Yep. Yep. But uh. I'll tell you, I tell you, I don't know. I'll, I think Peter New could uh, take on some of uh, some of the legal system's greatest in in an episode <laughs> like that. You know, sure. if Sam and Cat can get renewed for a second season, I don't see why that show couldn't take off like a rocket. Like a rocket, I'm telling you. So Hasbro, again, please, please <laughs> consider the, the, the Big Rockintosh <laughs> and Sunil Nevla show. Even if it's one of those little hub parodies, come on, throw us a bone. That's right. Throw us a bone is usually the argument that gets uh, a show produced by uh, Hasbro uh, or really anywhere in Hollywood. Basically, if you uh, if you arrive at the studio and go, "Come on, throw me a bone," that's how you get a movie made. I'm just saying. Yeah, I mean, you well, got to sort it out. Well, I mean, that's how you got into all those awesome movies. That's right. I don't actually audition. I just go into the audition and go, "Come on, please." Yeah. Throw me a ball. Yeah. And then they, they're like, oh, we should cast this guy. That's how you were that guy with the hair from Scooby-Doo 2. That's what, well, I was the guy with no hair. I actually had to shave my chest I, for that role. I thought you, I, I could have swore you were the one guy in the opening with hair. Both of them no. had hair. I thought, I thought well, like, I had hair on my head, which I, I no longer have. So you might have just been shocked to see me not so bald. But uh, I, had to, I actually had to shave from the waist up, and then they put a fake tattoo on me. Ugh. Well, at least it wasn't a permanent one. I mean, if you look at her career... I think somebody thought it was a permanent one once, actually, and they actually thought that I got uh, a Sarah Michelle Gellar tattoo on my chest for a part. Yeah, I mean, that'd be the only way that people see her nowadays. 
Oh, Dan, Dan. That's bad. She's got, she's got something new coming up, doesn't she? I think she took some time off, and now she's she's coming back. Isn't she the Isn't she the Veronica Mars chick? I have you know I have I am just so beat. She was Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. The only one actually working after that still is uh is Seth Green, and you know he's got to do stuff on Cartoon Network to stay afloat. What about What about Allison Hannigan? I have no idea who that even is. She's good. She's on, uh, or she was on. Um, how I Met Your Mother, wasn't she? I only know like like three things from that: the High Five, the um, the uh, hang on, it was oh, it's the um, Legend, Hold It, Dairy, and that uh, Barney Stinson is you know the awesomest guy in the world. You're talking about High Your Mother. I don't know anything about that show. Um, the other guy who's working from Buffy is the is the guy who played Angel. He had he's on uh, Bones. Yeah, 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 I'm just. Is that you or is that me? I'm just. I'm hearing all these crazy sounds. Is am I going crazy? I mean, crazier than there, than usual. There may be some sounds. Oh. Okay. But anyway, we okay. should on the on that note. It's getting on. It's getting on time. Okay. Well, I don't want to take up all the time that you have left for no, all no, your other jam packed first birthday guests. Oh, Peter, you're always worth the time because you are just awesome. And well, of course, before we let you go, we, we just gotta we just gotta ask you know about some of your convention appearances. It's 2014. We gotta know where is Peter New going to show up next. And of course, the first one one that's coming up, you know, in less than two and a half months, Trotcon, which takes place none other in Sheridan, Columbus, on June 20th through 22nd. Just got announced as one of the guests there. So this is actually right. your uh, this is your second Trotcon, isn't it? It's my second TrotCon, and the, you know the the circumstances surrounding my first TrotCon were um, were so uh, you know it was supposed to be Lee Tokar, and then he got nominated for an Emmy, and we you know he did me this favor, and I did him this favor, and it ended up being me at TrotCon, and we all had such a ball uh, that I really wanted to come back this year, and apparently they really wanted to have me, so it you know. I'm stoked. It's going to be great. I am stoked too because I am just again I am sweating bullets. I mean, wow. I mean, I'm looking at this. I'm on the, on the guest page. There's Andrea Lidman. There's you. There's Yobi Brony. There's Heather Breckel, Pixel Kitty, Cyril the Wolf, Bronies for Good, Silver Slinger, Pony Toast, Animated James, and then there's Dennis Daniel, Mike Check. Oh my gosh, I am I'm sweating bullets. Well, I I've got so I got my workout for me because I have so much talent that I'm appearing next to you. You do. You should just cut that clip right there. I have so much talent. And then people will think and, I'm a narcissist. <laughs> well, <laughs> would that be so bad? Uh, um, um, to quote Big Mac, yep. <laughs> would it? Uh, before that, though, I'm also, uh, uh, I will be in San Francisco uh, over Easter weekend for, oh, yeah, Ooh. the Bay Area Brony Spectacular. And that, for if you can't make it, um, back east central for um for uh, a con in ohio in june if you're out west babscon sounds like it's going to be the place to be i'm i'm just saying they have uh me and um well that's all you really need to know oh now now peter hang on there i mean (laughs) it's not called called peter new con it's called babscon all oh, right, so Bab Bab Seed is going to be there. Me and Brianna Drummond. You know, and she is just the loveliest girl. I, I got to I got to be, be uh, guest with her at um, 
at a Cutie Mark Con last year. I will tell so you fun. what, she is following in her daddy's footsteps, and I could not be more proud of her. Oh, and I guess I guess her dad's going to be there too. Brian yep. Drummond is going to be there as well, aka Filthy Rich. Right. I, right. But again, again, you know, again, who cares about them? They all want to see Peter freaking new. You know, do you know who who they do have now? They just announced this. I think it was just today they announced it. Did you hear this? Um, let's see. Who could it be? Um, let's see. I'm going to take a guess. It's a pony. It, it is. Uh, it two ponies. They, they, all right. They they this well, well the one that relates to you. I'm going to say they wear a hat. Yeah. They got a southern draw. Yeah. They might be or not be related to a character you portray. They are. And uh, they um, like calling people Sugar Cube. That's true. Ashley Ball's going to be there. How about that? I, I think actually, you know, hang on one second. Let me check. Uh, it, it, actually, they got the main six there. All main six are going to be there. Yep. Yeah, gosh darn it. <laughs> it's gonna I know. Be, That's going to be exciting. It's gonna That's going to be uh, just a hoot and a half out in San Francisco. I mean, you so, also uh, got Big Jim Miller. Big Jim Miller's going to be there, and he's a great time. He's a good time. Everybody, I mean, really, everybody's going to be there. I think, uh, I think, um, Megan McCarthy. Megan McCarthy, M.A. Larson! Yeah. The whole nine yards. I mean, you can go to Babscon's uh, guest page and, and see the whole yeah, list. Yeah, it's it's the, whole, the whole kitten caboodle on. Whole kitten caboodle, yeah. Or the whole pony, uh, or the whole pony caboodle. Whole pony caboodle, And yeah. that takes place once again, April 18th through 20th, 2014, at the SFO Hyatt Regency in Burlingham, California. That's so, right. So uh, you'll you're only be a hop, skip, and a jump from Hollywood with three or four L's. Yeah, that's true. And, of course, if you can't be there to catch it in person, uh, I believe Ponyville Live, who we just um, partnered up with, will uh, be streaming some of the events live on their site at PonyvilleLive.com. So even if you can't make it out, be sure to at least stay tuned to Ponyville Live for streaming coverage of BabsCon, which is a clever acronym for Bay Area Brony Spectacular. Now, we could do a PFNSCon or PNFSCon for Peter freaking New Spectacular. We could, although we need to find a location. Yes. Well, anyway, uh, Peter, again, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us. It, it, again, it's always a huge honor to talk to you. And, guys, head to BabsCon the weekend of Easter. Unfortunately, yours truly can't make it. Uh, he, apparently, he's got uh, some kind of commitment to a, a long-haired guy named Jesus. I don't know. I don't know if he's a brony. He might be a brony. You never know. Probably is a brony. Yeah, I mean, he's got the long hair and the mustache and the goatee. And he believes in all the tolerance and stuff. Yes. See, I think Jesus was the original brony. Maybe so. He was a brony before My Little Pony brought on a bunch of phonies. <laughs> hey Hey-o. Well, Peter, I, again, thank you so much. And guys, be sure to follow Peter New on Twitter at actor Peter New. You know, he's probably got a lot of fancy things to say on his uh, on his uh, side um, and his Twitter. He's he's got like a lot to say because he's a, a deep philosophical man. And I don't know a man, woman, or child alive that wouldn't want to follow Peter New. Neither do I, and yet many don't. When we come back from another awesome block of music here on Canterlot Radio, we'll be talking with famed brony jewelry designer, Silver Slinger. You're listening to the Canterlot Radio one-year anniversary spectacular.
Welcome back to another wonderful installment of the Brony Spotlight, where we feature incredible bronies in the My Little Pony fandom doing incredible things. Now, our guest today, I think, is not only one incredible brony, but one incredible fan of the show, because I can honestly say, without him, we probably would have never gotten to Everfree Northwest. And for those who don't know, in the world of My Little Pony and bronies, there is only one guy that you should go to when it comes to jewelry making, and he is the subject of this week's Brony Spotlight. He is the very talented Silver Slinger. Silver, how are you doing today? I'm doing fine. Thanks for asking. Oh, well, i got to ask. You're, you're the subject of the Brony Spotlight, so the spotlight is on you. I am thrilled. Don't hide your enthusiasm on our account. <laughs> no, I'm just messing with you. Well, I hope so. I hope I'm so. glad to be here today. Thank you so much. Well, it, again, I gotta. I, it's really a huge honor to have you on here because I think, and you know, this just may be me brown nosing, but I think you are one of the most talented craftsmen in the Brony fandom. I mean, oh, I'm just. Very much. I'm looking at some of the, of the stuff you make, and it's just mind blowing. But of course, we'll talk about that a little bit later on in the interview. So, what got you interested in My Little Pony? Oh gosh. Um... It's an interesting story of, I would say back in July of 2011, I think when the fandom was at its biggest boom, you know, when it was just growing like mad, it caught my eye back then. I remember coming across pony icons, pony this, pony that, pony, 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 and I remember wondering what, what it was all about and then thinking to myself, no, 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 no. I don't want to know. And I just kind of, you know, looked the other way for six months, tried to think nothing about it, nothing about it. And then, um, you know, I pretty much did forget about it for a while there. And then I think it was in February. Uh, yeah, it was in February of 2012, right when the uh, Derpy, um, the whole issue with Derpy was going on when they made when they gave her a voice and called her Derpy on air. You know, there was, you know, the issues were going on with that and it just caused a bunch of mayhem online. There was a lot of people upset about it because they were trying to censor her and then there were people complaining because of what what they did with her, you know, and I was just kind of like, what's going on here? And I looked that's into Derpy it. Gate. Yeah, that's right. And um, I looked into it just out of curiosity and it all just kind of grew from there. I mean, you know, curiosity killed the cat. Well, I beg to differ in this case. Um, it, it, I really, that's what started all this for me. It's just crazy. You, I never knew it would get this big for me. I never knew I'd get this far into the fandom. Well, I got to say, you've uh, quite gotten your uh, hooves wet in the fandom, if I should say so myself. And if curiosity killed the cat, I guess curiosity brought us the brony. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so, who is your favorite pony? Overall, because I do have a favorite pony in every, uh, I guess you could say every category. Do you okay. want to hear them all or just the favorite? Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Tell us the whole kitten caboodle. <laughs> all right. Well, first, um, favorite princess is Luna. Favorite cutie mark crusader is Sweetie Belle. Favorite background pony is Derpy. Favorite villain is Chrysalis. And favorite main six is definitely Rarity. Why Rarity. I would have to say for a while there, my favorite was Applejack. Um, I really loved, her, you know, I, I love her, you know, laid back country lifestyle. Um, being from Kansas myself, I was just kind of like, oh, that's cool. They're kind of mocking us. I, I love it when people do that. You know, they give her the accent, they give her the 
country girl thing. I was like, I, I love that so much. Um, but I think Rarity eventually won me over with her um, attitude. Uh, she reminds me a lot of myself when she kind of makes um, – Sometimes tends to make mountains out of molehills. Um, that's how I can be. At times. So you're saying you also have a drama couch to fall on and go, why, why, why? Uh, yeah, I do actually. Um, actually. Actually, I think if my couch was more of a red color, it would look a lot like hers. That's kind of weird. Um, but yeah, I tend to do that. Too. And I think another thing that I love about her so much are her facial expressions. She probably has some of the best facial expressions of any pony I've seen up until season four. But I, I know right lately Pinkie Pie is really still in the show with the expressions. Yeah, this um, has been very pro Andrea Lidman characters. It really has, I've noticed. Um, but Rarity's still um, top pony for me. Well, I'm sure if Tabitha's hearing this, she greatly appreciates that. <laughs> So what got you interested in jewelry design? Or if that's the proper term. I don't know if that's the if, if you jewelers have a special term that you use. I'm maybe enlighten our audience to a little bit about what you do as a jewelry designer. Okay. Well, um I have been around jewelry my entire life. Um my father took an interest of interest in it when he was 17 years old. Um, he, he just and he kind of turned it into a hobby. Then a um, a hobby turned into a business. Uh, well, a hobby turned into a side business. Um, in fact, he used to do it out of our home. He had a little workshop set up in the basement and an office set up in the upstairs of our house. And um, it was just a kind of a side business to bring in extra money. And then he used to repair office equipment as a full time job. Well, um, when his boss finally got the better of him, he decided to um, take a leap of faith and open a storefront, and I was just kind of there with him since the beginning. But yeah, I've been around it my whole life, so it, it just came naturally for me. I mean, at the age of three years old, he was giving me um, heavy gloves, um, goggles, and having me smash the uh, stones out of clash rings so he could... Um, use the gold for casting. So, you know, I've, like I said, it's, I've been around it my whole life. I've been doing all this my entire life. And then when he opened his storefront, I've worked there every day almost that he's opened. So, um, and he, he taught me the basics when he knew I, when he noticed I was really getting serious with it, he taught me the basics. I taught myself the rest. And, um, and then I did, um, I've taken a few courses. I've, I've went to other jewelers who've been doing this for, shoot, up to 40, 60, oh, 40, 50, 60 years. And they taught me some tricks that I never knew. And then um, you've seen some of my hand engraving work um, that I used to do in the past. I took a course to do that. And um, so, but most of it is self-taught. Um, people ask me all the time, where do you go to school? Where do you go to school? What's the best schools? And I say, I honestly have no idea. <laughs> I said, um, and really... Most jewelers, you, you can ask most jewelers, and they will say that most of what they learn is on their own. You can go somewhere and learn the basics, but you do develop your own style over time. Well, I'm just looking at your store right now at Etsy.com forward slash Silver Slingers Goods. Plug, mm -hmm. I know. And <laughs> we're just looking at some of these incredible pieces of art that you, I, I, I can't even call them jewelry because I got to call them art because they are true pieces of art. You've got uh, cutie mark pendants. Uh, you've got. Uh, Pony head necklaces, you've got incredible money clips, uh, elements of harmony rings, pocket watch engravings, you've got uh, <laughs> hair clips, 
belt buckles, uh, round pendants, uh, rectangular pendants, obtuse pendants, a <laughs> promotional Flim and Flam Brother flask. Not going to ask why. How do you come up with the inspiration to do these incredible, incredible pieces of, of jewelry? Well, the show itself, as I'm sure many many artists would agree, is very inspirational. I mean, you you watch a single episode, and you know the ideas they just they just flow in like crazy. And um, season four, especially, has been extremely inspirational. Um, I the, the, I the designs I've come up with since the beginning are, are blowing me away. I mean, I, I remember once in my shop, I was probably I think I was creating the flutter bat pendant. Um, I was just sitting there with this. I just had this big grin on my face, and I was like, "I said, one, one, I said one week I'm designing the ponies in superhero costumes. I said the next I'm doing a pendant of Fluttershy as a bat. I said, what is next? I said, what will be next? I said, this is just insane. I, like I said, the show is just is just really inspirational. It's um, the things they come up with." they just um, knock me off my feet. It's it's a lot of fun, too. You know, season four has been quite the season for uh, your creativity, Silver Slinger, because not only do we have the, uh, the awesome Breezy pendant, we've got the Tree of Harmony pin and Smile Now, Laugh Later pin featuring both Pinkie Pie and Cheese Sandwich. I think that's very awesome. The Friendship pendant of uh, Discord and Twilight from... Uh, three's a crowd. The Flutterbat pendant, like you just mentioned, very nice. The Tapestry Luna pendant, awesome. And one that I got to look at, it's the Dat Dashy face. Oh, yeah. yeah like, like She's like, like huh? yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, I love, that's a, I love that face. That was, that was, <laughs> just, I, I, cracked me up. So why don't you tell us a little bit about what goes into making a a necklace by you. Maybe tell us a little bit about the process. Maybe for those who who have ever, always been curious about you know wanting to get their start in in jewelry design. So maybe tell us a little bit about the process that goes into making one of these pieces of jewelry. Um, well, uh, um, I kind of categorize my jewelry into two, two different categories. There's the handmade pieces, kind of you know like the Tree of Harmony pin or the um, Apples to the Core pendant. And then, like the the dashy face pendant, that's an engraved piece. That would be the second category. Which one would you, are you more interested in? Let's or? talk about the handcrafted ones. Okay, so the uh, process that just kind of goes into the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. Cause uh, I've always been curious because not only have you been able to create these with spot on accuracy, but the time that you take to crank them out is you know blows the even the the human mind. So maybe tell us a bit about what goes into these handcrafted pendants. Okay. Well, um, I, I wave a magic wand, for starters, um, and then the piece is done, and that's pretty much it. What, what, no. Really? Wait, 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 wait. Where can I get this magic wand so I can make my own engravings? Oh gosh. Well, um where did I where did I get that? Um uh, I had a trouble. Hang on. Salt pepper shaker, uh kazoo. Hmm? Uh let's see, nope, no nope. retainer, no nope. milk bottle, no nope. um uh no, that's no that's presses air, but it's not a wand. Uh oh a deodorant stick. Oh hey, hey, that's where that signed rarity card went. Uh, jelly beans, 
Uh, no, I, 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 I can't, I can't find it, Silver Slinger. Yeah, you have to travel to the um, deepest parts of the Pacific Ocean. There is um, an, an uncharted island with a volcano on it. There's a wait, cave in the volcano. Wait a minute! Wait a minute! A bunch of booby traps. What if it's under the um, bed in Apple Bloom's room with Smarty Pants? Yeah. Smarty, Smarty Pants and that, and that fish wand. on the. And that fish on the bike with the lollipop and the beanie that's going, uh, I can explain. Yeah, and, uh, oh, wait, 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 I think the wand is next to Applejack's relevance in the series. Oh. Now, Applejack is second best pony, so I will take offense to that. I'm just joking. Gosh, <laughs> Applejack's no, no, no. so touchy. No, it's fine. Um... Wait, okay, wait, you well, said second best pony. Which one? Regular or background? Hello! I'm sorry. I'm I'm being mean. Continue. All right. Well, um, with the handcrafted pieces, usually, well, as you would notice, a lot of my work is actually kind of reverse engineering. I actually take something from the show and make it into an actual physical piece that we can wear. That is an interesting process of its own. Usually what I do is I try to find you know reference pictures of it like let's let's jump back a season let's go to season let's go to season um uh season three uh, the uh lead pony badge let's use that for a good example um i see them wearing you know i watched the episode they're wearing the badges and the first thing i do is i find screenshots of it and i take the piece apart in my mind i i, I look at it and i um let me see if i can pull up a picture of that thing just so i um I take it. A, I kind of take it a piece in my mind. I say, okay, how many pieces do I need to put together to make this thing look good? Here we go. Here's the lead pony badge, and I, I look at it and I say, okay, well, we got the wing. Um, there's one piece. We got the face. There's another piece, and then we got her crazy hair in the back. That's the third piece. I say we needed. Uh, we need to go start from the back and go front. And um, you know, I uh, that piece in particular. I also determine, okay, how do I put the de- design in it? On this one, I got to hand engrave it, so that shouldn't be any problem. I just do a little hand engraving. Um, I saw the pieces out of sheet, and uh, you know the process is really hard to explain. Actually, it's much easier for me to show. You do, you know, you, you do a ton of engravings, and you, and you release them pretty much just a day after the episode airs. So, where do you find the 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 vectors or the renders needed for the engraving, or do you actually sit there and you look at it? and you engrave it until it is absolutely perfect. And if you have like a whole pile in the back where, you know, they're off by an inch and you just throw them out because they're, they're <laughs> worthless, how do you get your engravings so spot on? All right. Well, there's an interesting thing about the engravings. Like I said, I used to hand engrave everything. I used to have a little um, air power tool that would actually carve the metal away. And like I said, I actually went to school to learn how to do that. And it, if you look at the um, friendship pendant with discord and twilight that's actually how that's done i take some brass sheet and actually carve the detail out of it and i i used to do hourglasses and um, other pendants like that but the issue with that was it was a it's a very long drawn out process it um it it takes a long time to do and if you do slip and mess up you're you got to start over that's how there's no um there's no save points there's no edit undo button like you'd find on Photoshop or something. It's all 
get it right the first time or start over. Um, sometimes, rarely, if you slip, you can cover up your mistake. You can make the line a little thicker and make it look, oh, I made it intentional because it adds depth. Um, sometimes you can cr- um, cover up your mistakes, but usually not always. But um, I used to do all my engraving work by hand like that. And then the and then the convention in Vegas we do not speak of. Uh, what what convention in Vegas? I, I don't know anything about Las Pegasus Unicon. I, I think that was a myth like the Loch Ness Monster in North Dakota. <laughs> well, um, I'll admit it, it was a financial burden for me, but there was some knowledge to be gained from that convention for me, one of which I was actually approached by someone there who asked me to do some serious mass production work for them. And um, I, I probably sh- I won't say who it was. Um, he, probably, he probably wants to be left anonymous, um, but he said, I would love you to do some mass production work for me. And being who he was, I did not want to say no. So I figured, okay, yeah, I'll say yes now, and I will figure out how to do this later. So I told him, yeah, I'll be happy to do it for you, no problem. And then uh, when I got home, that's when the reality of it sunk in, and I was like, there's no way I can mass produce hand engraved goods by hand. Uh, what am I going to do? So I did some research, and I came across a piece of equipment that does help a bunch with um, engraving work. It's a, uh, it is a diamond scriber um, engraver. It was a very, very expensive piece of equipment. I take very good care of it. But what it does is um, I can take a black and white image and I can convert it into a path for this thing to read and this thing will put the image onto the pendants for me. Uh, a lot of people have been very accepting of this technology. So I have, have had a few people who were rather disappointed that I was no longer doing the engraving work by hand because they were like, well, it just doesn't have that handmade, you know, feel to it anymore but I tell them I was like well every single pe- I, I said every single pendant still passes through my hands you know I still got to you know I still got to um, do the artwork for them I still got to and like you say there's a, if I ever have a big pile of mistakes that is still the case because I still got to tell the machine how much hatching to do to make the mains the clothing and you know like in mods case she wears a dress I had to tell it how to – I had to tell it, okay, you need to do this kind of hatching on the main, this kind of hatching on the clothes so they really stand out and look very similar to how it does in the show. And usually it does. it is a trial and error. I'll, I'll do a first one and I'll say, okay, it doesn't look quite right. We've got to do it again. And um, there's still a lot of a personal touch in there. I mean a lot of a personal touch. Um, like I said, um, I can't just rip artwork from the show and use it because – the line, the line art is so thick. The um, sometimes some of the detail work is so intricate. I, I, I really have to modify it a ton to get it to work right on these pendants. So there's still a ton of work involved. But um, I do have a machine that does the, um, like I say, that does the um, accuracy of it now. It does the uh, work. That's how it's really spot on nowadays. But the good news is, I can sell my work a lot cheaper now than I used to. A hand engraved pendant. Used to cost thirty dollars. Now they're now I was able to knock the price down to twenty dollars, and um, I'm able to right along to the customer. That's exactly right, and I'm able to engrave things I never could have engraved before. You you, you mentioned the pocket watches. There's no way I could have engraved those pocket watches um, by hand. No way. And um, as expensive as they are for me to buy, if you make a mistake, it's a very costly mistake, uh, and I, it wasn't worth it. So I never considered it before. 
Um, money clips, uh, forget about it. I would have had to charge so much for them, no one would buy them. Uh, um, I used to sell at conventions. I sold compasses. They were antique-looking compasses with daring do on them. No way I could have done that by hand. Absolutely not. So it's um, a very – I think it was a very, very smart investment, and people have taken to it very well. So, so can you uh, do an engraving of yourself doing an engraving like that famous uh, Rockwell painting where you're like, yeah, well, I, I know it might sound a little narcissistic, but I think it'd be pretty cool. Just you there on a your pony at a computer while it's engraving your a picture of your pony at engraving. It's okay. I'm, I'm losing myself now. I, I there was a joke somewhere in there, but I I, I couldn't engrave it onto this interview. <laughs> Yeah, I could probably do that. We'll just we'll leave it at that. Okay. Well, uh, of course, uh, your your most recent one, and I think it's awesome. It's the uh, Mod Pie necklace or pendant. And oh yeah. I, oh, I, I, and of course you saw the hilarious photo we posted. I mean, but but seriously, Silver Slinger, I think your designs are getting much bolder. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I know it, it was bad, but you know that's really cool, and she looks so. Spot on. You captured the emotion or lack thereof. No, no, there's my... emotion. You see, I, I did two different versions of her. There's the uh, dog tag pendant and the round pendant. Now, uh, you can clearly tell on the dog tag pendant she's happy. That's her happy mm-hmm. face. Ah. And on the round pendant, that's her surprised face. Um, ah, yes, yes. It, you, you, yes. Can, you can see the emotion. It's there. Yeah, yeah yes. In, in, in the dog pendant, you do see – you see a lot underneath the, underneath the smile. You see the, uh, the, the soul of a troubled past trying to escape some kind of horrible, bleak past to it for, uh, for a brighter and more prosperous future. You just see, see, they say the windows to the soul are the eyes and – there are just so many infinite possibilities in Mod Pie's eyes. You can just see that in that look. We're getting really philosophical here, aren't we? A little bit. Okay, yeah. okay we, need to, we need to stop that because it's getting kind, of, getting kind of spooky. Of course, there are some hazards when it comes to doing this kind of work. And, um, uh, and uh, of course, uh, you just actually, if, if it's okay to talk about it, just, you, know, you actually just had to stop for a, a little bit because of some medical medical problems with I guess working with this kind of stuff. Is there like any is there like any really hazards besides, you know, carpal tunnel or a sore neck that could come with working with metal like this? Um there are there are a ton of hazards with working with jewelry. Uh whether in whether you're hand, making it by hand, whether you're casting it, there are always some serious dangers you got to watch out for. Uh, first of all, you got to be. Um, you're working around sharp tools. You're working with fire. You're working with acids strong enough to eat metal. Um, so yeah, you gotta you gotta take some precautions. Um, casting. Uh, you work with a you work with a white investment called plaster of Paris. It's a very very fine powder. You do not want to inhale it because they say inhaling some of that is like smoking five packs of cigarettes at once. Um, very bad on the lungs. So you got to take precaution there. Uh, when you're casting metal, you are heating metal up to a boiling point where it's liquid and you're throwing it. You, you have to throw it at a rapid speed into a, um, cavity of a, of your, um, it's, I can go into the whole casting process, but it, it's also dangerous. Throwing metal is very dangerous. My father does a lot of casting, and when he in his younger days, he has thrown molting metal all over his garage. Fortunately, all that missed him, 
but so uh, there are many hazards. Uh, you are working with machinery that ha- that runs at high RPMs. This is why I never wear pendants or necklaces, especially when I'm on the job, because you don't want to get one of those wrapped up in one of these machines spinning at as fast as these go. Uh, you're working with fire. I get burnt all the time. It hurts, but you just you're. But you know, um, I get cut all the time. You work with very sharp tools. My my hands look awful all the time, and people are kind of grossed out by my hands. But it's because they don't. Under, a lot of people don't understand what goes into doing this kind of work. Uh, well, it just, I, I assume that you know, getting this metal on your skin won't make you Iron Man, will it? Oh, it'll make you something, but no, not Iron Man. But hey, think about this. The Iron Man artwork could be another engraving project for the talented Silver Slayer. I kid you not, someone has recently asked me if I can engrave a full suit of armor. <laughs> well, then you could change your name from Silver Slinger to Iron Mare. Okay, I've already changed my name once. Um, I don't think people would... I think people get kind of annoyed if I did it again. I used to be Chaotic Brownie, as a lot of people know. Which was an awesome name. I, I mean, Silver Slinger is just as awesome as Chaotic Brownie. I just... I think so, since you are slinging silver, in, which is a metal, and you're slinging it to make awesome pendants, it only makes sense. Right. I th- mostly changed my name because I, I do like Silver Slinger much better. And um, as you can see, I'm not uh, – well, as anyone listening to this can obviously hear, I'm not that chaotic. <laughs> but, 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 in but, fact, but, but you could say when you're working in the metal stuff, it, working on this, it gets very chaotic in your dwelling. So that could be chaotic, Brony. Okay, that could work. Or you could Actually, be a chaotic brony trying to get the engravings to look perfect because you used them by hand, and it, it drove you so insane to, to get them perfect. You became such a perfectionist that you went chaotic trying to get these right for the bronies. That could work too. I also considered going. Um, I also considered changing chaotic brony to chaotic bronies, kind of like um, chaotic bronies goods, as I am selling these goods to you guys who are the chaotic bronies, not me. Um, it didn't catch on though. Yeah. I, I didn't. It, it didn't grow on me. Sounds like a, sounds like a bad uh, bad salesman pitch. I'm chaotic brony, and I'm passing these crazy savings on to you. You see this pin here for $100? I'm so crazy, I'm going to sell it for $39.99. Chaotic Brony seething with rage. Don't bring your kids. <laughs> Something like that. It would, would have made for one heck of a car salesman pitch. <laughs> uh, yeah, That's do, true. Yeah, do stuff like, do stuff like uh, Celestia is scared to come down here. Kind of a flim and flam approach to it. I've considered doing that at conventions before, the uh, flim and flam approach. It's like, hurry, 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 step right up, folks. Don't be shy. Get your engraved pendants for only $15 in the next five minutes. Don't push, don't shove. Incredible savings that no one will want to mess up on. That's a, that's my flam. But, uh, yeah, it just it seems, again, you know, speaking of flim and flam, you know, they're coming up in an upcoming episode, so I can't wait to see what you try with that. Maybe you'll do something that will just blow that flask out of the water. Yeah, I will probably do. I'm curious to do something with that. I, I actually like the Flim and Flam brothers. They're uh, they're not necessarily a. Um, I wouldn't say they're a role model for me, <laughs> but wouldn't be good. But I do like them. They they do crack me up. In yeah. fact, my father himself has actually watched one episode of My Little Pony. He wanted he figured he'd give it give it a shot. Um, that's very admirable of him. And that was the episode he watched was the one with the Flim Flam brothers. 
And I don't know why he couldn't get into it. He actually said he liked the episode, so I don't know why he couldn't get into the rest of the series. Well, I guess, you know, it's a certain taste for everyone. My Little Pony's got that certain je ne sais quoi, which right. is French for fancy feeling. But, um, you know, again, you found, you know, I think you found a pretty good niche with the My Little Pony fandom and your jewelry making. You took, you know, your talent, which I guess your cue mark is, well, what would your cue mark be? Would it be like a, like a little hammer and chisel, or would it be like a little glob of, of aluminum, or... Well, I do have an OC, um, and his name is also Silver Slinger. In fact, his name was Silver Slinger before me. I kind of stole it from him. His cutie mark is a uh, silver ring with a diamond-shaped red gemstone in it. See, Pretty perfect. Simple. That's perfect. Yeah. Because because you make you know you make jewelry like rings and pendants, and I don't think right. he's going to mind because he's an he's a fictional talking horse. What and he better not li- mind. What, what I... Patton off is going to listen to him. Yeah, I was going to say, you better not mind. I made him. Yeah. Before we let you go, is there anything you'd like to say to the Brody fandom? Maybe maybe some inspirational words of wisdom or a, or a, or a quote or something. Something that will withstand the tests of time and go down in the archives along with Princess Twilight, her main six friends, and the two princesses that rule Equestria. I guess it's something that my uh, father always tells me, and I guess it's going to apply to anywhere in life. Um don't ever worry about the winds of change. It's never the winds of change. It's how you set your sails to the winds of change. And that, it, that applies to life in general, but it can also apply to the fandom. Um, you, know, don't ever, you know, don't ever worry about what goes on with the show. Don't ever worry about who, who comes into the fandom, who leaves the fandom. It's always going to be here. We're always going to have a blast. It's always just going to be... That thing that just unites us all, makes us makes us all happy, makes us all just have a blast. And yeah, just don't ever worry about the fandom, the drama. The um, don't ever let it get to you. Don't ever worry about oh, oh no, now they made Fluttershy and Alicorn. What's this going to lead to? Don't worry about it. Just enjoy yourselves, have a blast. That's a uh, that's uh, that's beautiful, man. And, you know, no, I, I think a lot of bronies, are, I can't wait for them to hear this, because that is right there, that quote about winds of change, you know, not worrying about them, that, that's, that's pretty much, I think, the entire fandom could, could hear this and, and think, you know, he's right. You know, who cares if, if Fluttershy is an alicorn? It should be the most precious alicorn of all, and it would melt our hearts. But, uh, you know, it's true. It's true. You, you can't worry about the fandom. That's why I think everyone needs to chillax with this second Equestria Girls movie. Everyone's getting all worked up over nothing. Yeah. Silver Slinger, thank you for joining us on this wonderful special edition of the Brony Spotlight. Again, it's truly a huge honor. And I hope that, you know, in the future, you know, we, we can come to you to help us out with our upcoming, our upcoming events. And, you know, just to get the word out there, everyone... Check out Silver Slinger because he's an awesome brony. He's an awesome brony and one heck of a metal crafting pony. Well, anyway, guys, check out Etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash Silver Slinger's goods. Uh, Check him out on DeviantArt at SilverSlinger.DeviantArt.com and follow him on Twitter at Silver underscore Slinger. Have have, have we got all of them? I think so, yeah. Okay. You're listening to Canterlot Radio here on BlogTalkRadio.com.
Back to Carolot Radio's one-year anniversary extravaganza. I am so excited that we could end the show on a very, very high note. And before before we do it, I want to take a few moments to thank you guys for continuing to support the show throughout the year. I know it's been a crazy year of ups and downs for both the Bernie fandom and the show personally, but you guys are the reason that we keep doing the show, why we're doing all this stuff, and I can't thank you enough. And I love each and every one of you guys. And, you know, it's, I promise you guys, the next year will be even better. So anyway, enough of this soppy stuff. Let's get into our special musical performance. That's right. What, way to, what better way to end a show than with a special musical performance? And I could do my Ed Sullivan impression now. Now, today, our theater's been jammed with newspapermen and hundreds of photographers from all over the nation. And these veterans agree with me that the city never has the excitement stirred by these youngsters from Equestria who call themselves the Shakeups in Ponyville. Now tonight, you're going to be entertained by two incredible songs by these talented ponies with instruments. Right now, ladies and gentlemen, the Shakeups in Ponyville. Let's bring them on. Pony, we're the Shakeups in Ponyville, and you are listening to Canterlot Radio. One, two, one, two, three, four. Mike, Jack, 
behind the brony with Mike Jack. My little pony with Mike Jack. Friendship is magic on Canterlot Radio.
fills my mind with flowers I'm counting down the hours Until I can see her again Stylish with so much beauty That unicorn rarity But she sees me as just a friend She's my secret crush I'm crushing secretly But I'm just a young dragon, you see I'd love to tell her the tale Of her knight in shining scales I try but always fail We'll see you all next week. Remember, friendship is magic. Bro hoop, good night. Mike Jack, behind the brony with Mike Jack. My little pony with Mike Jack. Friendship is magic on Canterlot Radio.